welcome to another episode of Degrassi Talks. We are back after a brief hiatus um, with new episodes, of course, that started this past week. So in this episode of Degrassi Talks, we will be talking about the first week of episodes of season 11, as well as the season 11 premiere that Ashley and myself attended. So we've got everybody on the podcast this week. Myself, Ashley, and Bianca are all here. So how have you guys been? since I last spoke to you, which is a really long time ago. <laughs> I know, it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> um, you know, nothing really huge going on, just, you know, working. The summer has been really hot in New York, super, super, super hot, especially these past couple of days. Um, but yeah, just trying to stay cool. What about you guys? Um, it's been really busy, I guess, the past maybe week and a half. Um, with like family things and Degrassi things and you know Degrassi starting and my parents are also away so it's kind of like right now I'm just kind of trying to relax a little bit before my parents get back and you know uh, catch up with some friends and stuff uh, before the summer ends. And what about you? Oh uh, yeah pretty much the same. Um, I've been uh, working all summer so far so it's been really busy and I have to commute to work every day too, which is not always the most fun, but it's been a great experience. And um, I really like where I work, so that's good. And yeah, it's just, you know, I haven't really had much time off, but um, yeah, I'm making money at least, so that's always a good thing. <laughs> that's what my summer has consisted of. <laughs> money is always nice, yeah, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. But I, f I feel your commuting pains though, because I commute about an hour each day to work, so. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same for me, about an hour. Yeah. yeah. But now that uh, Degrassi's back on, that's always fun, especially with, with it back on every uh, weeknight. It's really exciting. Yeah, I love it. I feel like I feel like I can't have any plans anymore during the week because I'm always like, oh, but Degrassi's on at night. <laughs> exactly. Like, do I really want to go out? It's yeah. sad, really, but at least they leave Friday open. Mm -hmm, exactly. But it's like at 9, right? So it's at kind of like the worst time for you to have like plans that night yeah really. Yeah, like exactly. I feel like you'd be coming either like home at nine or you'd be like leaving at nine so it's it's mm -hmm. really weird like you have to have no social life Monday to Thursday like, oh sorry <laughs> I'm much. watching Degrassi yeah exactly that's what happens well you can catch up online after but I mean no one wants to do that yeah it's <laughs> always better to find out what happens right away yeah mm -hmm. exactly all right so I guess we should start by talking about the premiere last Monday, which Ashley and I went to. Uh, there was a lot of people there. It was crazy. All of the cast members were there. Uh, producers were there. The writers were there even, even though I didn't get to talk to them. But um, So Ashley, what, do you, what did you think about the premiere, first of all? Um, it was really crazy. Uh, total 180 from last year. Um, I mean... I feel like if I made an effort to talk to the cast that I would have, but I really didn't want to talk to them behind, like, over a barrier because, like, you really couldn't actually go up to them and touch them, I guess. Well, I mean, not touch them, but, like, there was a, bar <laughs> there was a barrier in between, like, the cast and you for basically the whole, like, event. Um, and I guess the quick picture session or whatever was kind of pointless, like, like to me at least. I mean, 
I don't think it was pointless to everybody else because it seemed like everybody else had a really, really good time. Um, and I did too, but it was just, it was different than last year, definitely, and different from um, different, like, previous events. So, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Erin? Yeah, same here. Um, I think the most annoying part was, like you said, it was the picture session because um, Ashley and I started lining up at around noon. And it was crazy hot outside that day. Like, we were just, like, dying in the heat for about seven hours. Like, that's how long we were waiting in line. And they and, put us um, up against a black building. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or against, like, a black wall. So it was, like, as hot as it could possibly have been. Um, but we were pretty close to the front of the line, so that was good. But then when we got inside, um, like, in the parking lot, I mean... We just, like, we were basically at the front of the line, so we got to take pictures right away, but we just kind of, like, went up, took a picture with four of the cast members, who was um, Daniel, Melinda, Jessica, and AJ, and then we just kind of left, and then everyone was just kind of wandering around. So, like, lining up was kind of pointless. And we ended up, you know, this is nothing against Jessica, AJ, Melinda, and Daniel, but um, I don't really know them as well as I know the other cast members, so I would have, like, yeah. preferred to have gotten my picture taken with with uh, different cast members, so in some ways it would have been better if we had been at the back of the lineup because then they switched cast members. So yeah, and they switched like five after us, and it was like mm -hmm. the people that we knew. Yeah, I was like so we kind of disappointed in that. Yeah, because like my friend knows Ray, and like he went up next, and I can't remember who else it was, but it was like people that we mm -hmm. like had talked to um, more than usual than the other ones. So it was kind of a bummer, but oh well. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just like a, a free-for-all, and, and lining up really didn't do anything, because after you got your picture taken, you could just, like, wander around and do whatever you wanted and go up to whoever you wanted, pretty much. Except the, the cast was, like, fenced off, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. I remember last year... Last year it was a lot more lax, wasn't it? Like, cast members were just kind of, like, mingling around yeah. and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They didn't really have, like, a picture session thing. Like, they had, like, the, um... The much, like logo thing like back thing and maybe like two cast members would go over but it was just kind of like a casual lineup to go and get a picture with them and like you would take the picture instead of uh their professional photographer and everything like that um right. but yeah i think this year it definitely couldn't have been like last year so like i understand why they had to you know do all the barriers and all of that kind of stuff like it, it would have been too crazy yeah, they had to make it more organized this year, um, just because there were way more people. Even, like, as we were watching the episode, everybody was, like, sitting on the ground or sitting in chairs and stuff in the parking lot, and, like, there was no room. Like, everybody was, like, right up against each other, like, oh, sitting God. everywhere in this parking lot. It was really yeah. hot out, too. Um, whereas like, last year, there was, like, lots of space. Like, if you went to the back, there would be, like, no one there. Like, yeah. So. Exactly. But I mean, it, like, it's a testament to how successful the show is now. So it, yeah, exactly. You and know. like one year too. Like if you yeah. compare last year's event to this year's event, it's like totally different. There was like maybe three times as many people there this year. Um, it was more of like a celebrity status given to the cast, like from the fans, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it was totally different. It was weird to see, kind of, but. I'm so happy that the show is being getting like the recognition in Canada now. Yeah, because even with like the old cast, it wasn't like that in Toronto, no. like Paige and Manny, etc. You know, so 
I guess it just being on much music has changed it more than anything. Yeah, definitely. It's giving it the audience. Mm-hmm. That's crazy how, like, because, like, I remember seeing pictures from last year, and, like, like you said, that there was, like, a, I felt like there was, like, a lot of space, and, like, it that it really wasn't as, like, crowded as, as you guys are saying that this year's was. So, um, I can... I can definitely, I feel your pain, because I did the, um, actually the Harry Potter premiere that Monday, Yeah. because um, I actually called out sick at work, uh-huh. <laughs> and nice. I did the Harry Potter premiere, and I, I, was, I it was a really hot day, and I stood out there for like eight hours, so I, I feel your pain. Um, not fun, especially when it's really crowded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but there I, was this uh, one guy standing beside me when I was taking pictures of the cast when they were doing the Q&A. And he was like sticking his elbow on my back. <laughs> it was just really oh, annoying. And that's awful. Also, I'd been standing for so long too. Even if I wanted to leave, I wouldn't have been able to leave because there were so many people around. Like you couldn't have got. It was like massive mosh pit of people, basically. Yeah, but, my friend yeah. and I left after that. Like right before the Q and A started, I like we literally were not standing. We were being like pushed. So I was like leaning forward, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? This isn't worth it. They're gonna have it online. <laughs> And I'll yeah, probably get, and I can watch it from the back, and they have mics and everything like that. So we, we just went to Starbucks and came back, and then just found a spot and then sat down, because like our feet were burning too, and it was just it was like, okay, I don't really feel like being pushed and shoved for like an hour. I've already been pushed and shoved for half an hour. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was hard too because they took down the barriers for the Q and A, so the people in the front had it the worst. Because they had to stay still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> they, like, the much music, they took down the, um, like Ashley said, they took down this kind of fence thing when they were filming, I guess because they didn't want to, like, show the fence on the video or something. And so the much music told, the much music people told all of us at the front, like, okay, you can't move forward at all, right? Because then you're going to um, mess up the shot or you'll get in the way of the cast or, or whatever. But everybody behind us is, like, pushing so hard to the front. It's really, yeah. really hard not to, like, step forward. But, yeah. Anyways. It was still a good event. <laughs> it was still yeah, fun. Was, I got was... lots of pictures of the cast, so that was yeah. it. <laughs> you got a good one of Sam Earl, definitely. Oh, yeah, the one with his eyes closed. That's yeah. <laughs> I apologize to Sam for posting that picture online. <laughs> it's okay. How yeah. was... How was the Q&A? Was uh, it? I mean, that was posted online, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it was yeah. posted on Much Music's website. It was pretty good. I mean, um, they allowed uh, like fans in the audience to ask questions, and also they took Twitter questions and stuff like that, too. And um, there weren't really like any specific questions that kind of stood out to me. A lot of the questions were, you know, like they asked Monroe, um, like, what kind of boyfriend are you, or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They asked Jordan, like, yeah. what's it like to be in boys' clothes all the time, and things like that. You know, it was kind of like standard questions, but it was still fun, you know. Yeah, definitely. People got to talk to him, so. Yeah. So, should we start talking about the episodes, then? Sure. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Um, Alright, so let's start with the main storyline this week, uh, which was definitely the Drew and Bianca storyline, uh, in which Drew and Bianca were, well, Bianca was attacked by somebody from her past, and then Drew kind of comes to her rescue, but then finds that he's in a difficult situation with a gang. 
So this is uh, another uh, attempt from Degrassi to do like a gang violence kind of storyline. Um, what did you guys think about about this storyline? Um, I you know I just to, just to preface this, I, you know I'm not the biggest Drew nor Bianca fans um, in the world. Um, I've always known or figured that their relationship was doomed from the start just because of the way that it began. Um, so this kind of story plotline and then breaking up in the end really wasn't so much of a shock to me. Um, nor was I disliking it because I, in fact, welcomed it and I loved it. Um, but, you know, I, I the, first, the first episode, which was on the Monday, the two-parter, I was really skeptical about the whole storyline at first because I was like... Because it kind of brought like outside characters in, and you know they were they were leading up to the fact that Drew might die, you know, from the you know from all the gang violence and all this stuff. And I I, I was really really um, up in the air about it. But towards the end, like you know with with what the Wednesday Thursday episode, um, you know I, I warmed up to the storyline, and you know I was finally like getting into it. So um, it started off slow for me. Um, and then I kind of, I'm okay with it now. It's still not my favorite or anything. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with you, Bianca. Um, but I think I really, really liked the Monday episode, the two-parter. And then after the Monday, I kind of was really done with the storyline and I wanted it to end. Because, um, I mean, Drew and Bianca, they're definitely not my favorite couple either, but they seemed more likable in the like on the Monday episode for some reason to me um, and I was definitely glad when they broke up at the uh, during the end of the week but I just thought it was really stupid how like Drew became so scared of um, you know getting attacked by somebody and then he ends up getting attacked anyways and it, I don't know I just thought it was kind of like a waste of time maybe like it was expected and I didn't like how uh, Drew took the blame for killing Oh God! What's his name? Anton and yeah. Anson. Anson. Sorry, I oh God. I always <laughs> mix, I always mix up the name. Anson. <laughs> potato, Anson. potato. Yeah, exactly. Anson, which was really stupid, and now he's just realizing what an idiot he's been. And Bianca just needs to step up and do all that stuff. So yeah, but yeah, I liked the first two episodes, the season premiere, just not the rest of the storyline really. Yeah, in some ways it had everything that a Degrassi episode should have. You know, it had, like, a relationship drama type thing with Drew and Bianca. It had, um, a, like, the suspense of not knowing what was going to happen to Drew, not knowing what decision he was going to make if he was going to go with the gang or if he was going to go to the police. Um, and, I mean, it had a, a murder, so that was a pretty big deal. Um, I thought that it was pretty good. Uh, but there were some, also some things that I didn't like about it, like you guys, and uh, one problem that I had with it was, uh, the guy that they killed, I was just a little confused as to, like, who this guy exactly is, like, they didn't really establish him as a character, we don't know anything about him, he was just supposed to be, like, some psycho who attacks Bianca, basically. You know, we know that, um... He and Bianca, apparently, they used to date, and then I guess he was in jail for a while, and now he's out of jail. But, why, like, I kept wondering things like, well, why did they break up? How did they get together in the first place? Why does he want to attack her now? Why is he going after her, like, right as he gets out of jail? Like, things like that, it just, 
you know, I mean, I know we weren't supposed to really feel sympathy for this guy because he tries to rape her, and then, you know, when he dies, it's it's not like I was devastated or anything, but um, it would just would have been nice to kind of flesh out the first half of the storyline more and to see how we got to this point and who this guy actually is. But I thought that, um, like, the aftermath of having Drew trying to decide whether he was going to go to the cops or not and then ultimately making the right decision, um, I really liked that aspect of the storyline. And um, Yeah, and their, their breakup, too, wasn't, you know, I'm not, like, disappointed that they broke up or anything. I actually thought that it made a lot of sense, so that was good, too. <laughs> I actually really liked um, when... I actually, <laughs> shockingly enough, I actually like Mrs. Torres in this in this this episode or this mm-hmm. week, I guess, um, because he she like really like put some perspective into Drew's mind, being like, you know, guess what? This all started when you started dating her. Like, you know, obviously shouldn't this bring up like a red flag to you? Kind of kind of thing that she was talking to him about, and um, I like the fact that he actually like listened to her for once and is like, okay, maybe she is like a shitty influence and, you know, not good for me. So, um, so yeah, kudos to Drew there. I also really liked, um, the actual, like, attempted rape scene. I thought that was really well done, especially by, um, Alicia, who plays Bianca. Yeah, definitely. It was actually really creepy and scary and how she's, like, screaming when he was holding her mouth and everything, yeah. Yeah. And that scene was, um, really well shot, so I enjoyed that, too. Yeah, kudos to Alicia and uh, Luke, because they did really, really well with their acting skills, I think, for this plot. Or at least definitely in the season opener. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think that um, Drew is right for, for blaming Bianca? Or um, maybe it's really not her fault at all? What do you guys think about that? Um, <laughs> it's mean of me to say, but I really, I was totally la- blaming Bianca the whole time. <laughs> like, you know, I really was, when when Mrs. Torres was telling Drew, you know, she's a bad influence, I was like, yeah, like, it is her fault. Because, like, if you think about it, if he didn't get involved with her, none of that would have ever have happened. Like, so, like, imagine, like, yourself being in his shoes, like, worrying if you're going to get shot, you know, walking down the block, you know, it would have would have any of this happened if you didn't you know hook up with the person so i was i was definitely blaming her <laughs> yeah i was definitely blaming bianca too uh but i mean drew kind of set himself up for it in some sense but i i still definitely blame like most of it on bianca yeah um <laughs> i'll play devil's advocate um i don't I don't really think that it was Bianca's fault. I mean, it, it's her fault in the sense that she has this, like, dark past that still wasn't really explained in the episode. Like, we still don't really know, um, like I was saying earlier, like, why she got involved with this guy, what exactly happened in the past. But um, now, in terms of what happened in these episodes, I don't think that Bianca really did anything wrong. She tried to avoid this guy. She tried to keep Drew away from him. Um and yeah, she she ran into him at the Kiki Palmer concert. I don't know why a gang member would go to a Kiki Palmer concert, but anyways, <laughs> um, you know, let's just pretend that didn't happen. And uh, I don't know, even at the end when she um, 
sleeps with that guy and because he promises that he'll leave Drew alone. I kind of felt bad for her there. I think she really had no other choice than to do that. Okay, so uh, on to the other storylines. There were very uh, brief little uh, Fiona and Sav storylines also in the premiere. Um, obviously, Sav's storyline is about him having, well, not really having a relationship, but meeting Kiki Palmer, apparently a very famous musician in the world of Degrassi. And <laughs> the Fiona storyline was about her having a new love interest, and it looks like uh, Charlie, or whatever her name is, is going to be around for um, episodes in the future, too. So uh, let's start with that, then. What do you guys think about Fiona's new love interest? Uh, I loved it. Um, I thought it was brought about in, like, in like a unique way. Um, you know, she seems, I don't know, I don't know if this girl, you know, because usually they like to bring in new characters that can kind of shake up things, and I don't know if she's going to shake up things in a bad way. Um, I don't think so. Um, um, so far, so far, so good. I liked it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not much to say there. <laughs> what about you, Ashley? Uh, yeah, I really liked it, and I liked how they didn't have to bring in a character from Degrassi. Like, I like how she's kind of not going to school with all the rest of them, because that kind of creates more drama, I think. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of see where their relationship goes, and I'm hoping it's going to go well, but I have a feeling it's probably not, but I am hoping for the better. <laughs> Yeah, I thought she looked, like, really old. Like, she must be, yeah. like, way older than Fiona. And Fiona's, like, supposed to be some girl in high school. <laughs> so that was kind of weird. I'm not sure exactly how old she's supposed to be, but I just assumed that she was a lot older. Um, but anyways, uh, I also, I, I really liked the uh, storyline with Fiona in, in that episode, too. And, um, you know, it was cute. And it's a good way to kind of uh, introduce what looks like will be um, a more significant storyline as well season goes on. Yeah, definitely. And I also liked how uh, Fiona was able to control herself um, because in the past she kind of acts on impulse, so I thought it was kind of great that, you know, she didn't do all of the things with Charlie that she was going to, and she was strong enough to say, you know what, I think we're moving a little bit too fast, and we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, that was really good, too. So, um, you guys Kiki Palmer fans, should we talk about this this storyline? Oh I don't know who she is. Like, I really don't you know who she is. Like, is you know, she I was really actually... that popular, Bianca, in the States? Like, is she popular? No. I, I, was, I was thinking about it, like, when I was watching it, I was like, I, I need to ask this in, in our next episode, because I don't know if this is, like, a Canadian thing. She, she, I don't know who she is. She's definitely not popular here. I thought she was a Canadian thing. I think, no, I, think, I think she's a Nickelodeon thing, and that's why she's in it. Like, obviously, because of Teen Nick, and they're connected to Nickelodeon, and she's, like, oh, a Nickelodeon yeah. celebrity. She's, like, she's sort of like the Disney Channel stars, except not as famous, and with Nickelodeon instead of Disney. I, yeah, I think <laughs> That's it. my sense of it, anyways. But, um... Yeah, I think I read yeah. somewhere that, like, Steven Stone was approached... Like, they were approached about having her on the show or something like that. Yeah. I could be totally wrong, but maybe that's how... Like, and I know she's a really big fan of the show, so 
maybe that's kind of how that all happened. I don't yeah, know. it's possible she asked to be on the show or something like that, I guess. Yeah. But, like, I never have heard of her before. Like, I've heard of her, but, like, I've only heard of her as, like, an actress on some, like, show on, we call it YTV. It's kind of like a, like a Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, I think she's on a YTV show or something like that, but I don't really watch that channel, so I have no clue. Yeah, I feel like um, she's probably more popular with, like, really young kids, but not really... You know, I thought it was weird that, like, characters on Degrassi are, like, all excited they get to go to a concert. And especially characters like Bianca and Drew and stuff. I was like, don't you have yeah. any kind of, like, cool alternative band you want to go see? You're going to, like, King Palmer concert? Okay. <laughs> so I thought that part of the storyline was really distracting. But, um, you know, it was just kind of like a filler storyline, an excuse to get Kiki Palmer into an episode of Degrassi. That's how I felt about it. Wasn't yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I thought that they did a good job of, like, kind of mending the storylines all together. Um, with, like, you know, well, not necessarily with Fiona and Charlie, but definitely with, you know, Sav and Kiki Palmer and the Bianca storyline. I thought they kind of, like, mended it well together. With, you know, like, having Sav at the concert and then moving over to the Bianca stuff and everything like that. Yeah, that's true. Let's talk about that, because this week, especially, there have been so many storylines, and it's not just like each episode has two or three plots anymore. There's like four or sometimes even five storylines in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys feel like the storylines are too rushed because of that, or maybe that it's even a good thing? Oh, no, I love it. Yeah, um, me too. I love the fact that, that they're touching on all storylines in, uh, in a span of four episodes as opposed to, you know, two storylines and, you know, in a part one, part two, and, you know, another storyline in part one, part two. I feel like, I feel like it's, like, an ongoing storyline as opposed to just, okay, so that's, like, you know, these two episodes are dedicated to these two, you know, actors, and, you know, um, I, you know, I really like it. I feel like it's, it's more continuous. Yeah, definitely, and I feel like at the end of the week, I don't feel as unsatisfied, I guess you would say. Maybe with the episodes, like, I feel like everything blended really well with, like, you know, the camera angles and, you know, the way that the scenes ended. I felt like they did a really good job with, like, you know, keeping the scenes short, but it wasn't like I was like, okay, I wanted to see them talk more. It's definitely good for um, the summer season when Degrassi's airing so often because, you know, it keeps you wanting more. It keeps you coming back every single day. And to, you know, keep that kind of loyalty with the audience to, um, you know, have them watch the show so frequently each week. Um, I think you kind of, you need that to have, you know, many different storylines to follow. Um, it's, it's definitely like a soap opera um, format, for sure. Yeah. Um, in the sense that there isn't really um, one storyline in each episode, you know what I'm saying. And... Uh, but I think the flip side to that is that it's really hard now to kind of have, like, certain episodes that you cherish or, um, you know, to choose what episode is my favorite because there's not really, like, one that stands out. They kind of just all flow together. It's almost like one massive episode kind of thing um, instead of having, like, individual special, very special episodes. They don't really do that anymore. But, but it, it's been really good, and I'm enjoying watching every episode each weekend, so. I like that. Mm. All right. So the other storylines 
this week. There was also the Casey and Jenna storyline, and I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this, Bianca. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Casey and Jenna and the fact that they're now living together? Um, I mean, as everyone probably expects, of course, I didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like any aspect of this storyline. I felt like, I mean, not just the fact that I don't like Casey and Jenna together, just the fact that it's a very, very predictable storyline. You know, um, you know, they have this baby, of course they're going to have, you know, parental troubles, and, you know, they really capitalized on that, and, you know, um, I'm not surprised that it was a part of their first week's episodes either, and um, I just, you know, y- you know, I, I always think that any relationships on Degrassi that started off, you know, in a weird or in a not normal or in a not, like, good fashion are always doomed and you know Casey and Jenna are definitely one of those people you know they started off um they started off being together you know as in a really weird circumstances um so I was not a fan I mean um I couldn't wait to like have them get off the screen (laughs) the less air the less air time of them the better um the one thing I did like was Casey's mom I thought she was I thought she was, you know, um, they they made her in, 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 a, in a really good light here. I mean, I know they're trying to, to push that, you know, Casey's mom has been all, is good now and, you know, doesn't lock her kids in closets anymore and shit like that. But, um, you know, it, it was nice to see that, like, that they're not alone because, um, you know, they are, what, 15? And, like... Jenna's brother is not going to help out with anything. In fact, he seems just really annoyed by the whole situation, um, and the fact that they act, that they have somebody there to support them in some sort of way, and you know, was was nice to see because um, maybe I did feel bad for them for for like a nanosecond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely agree. Um, but I, I didn't absolutely hate it. I I don't. I mean, I didn't like the storyline, but I liked it more than I thought I would. And I felt myself feeling really sorry for Jenna at times, and I felt myself feeling really sorry for Casey at times. Um, But I definitely think that they both need to, like, work together as a team, because right now Jenna's kind of just being a whiny bitch, and Casey's like, I want to go watch basketball with Dave. So I think they need to, like, kind of find a happy medium. Um, But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, because Casey has his job at Little Mistakes now, and there's going to be the whole Marisol thing, so I'm like... Oh, I just want this to end. Yeah. I'm not looking for the forward to the whole Marisol storyline. Um, but uh, these episodes this week, I, I actually really liked them. Um, in terms of Casey and Jenna, I think that uh, towards the end of season 10, I was really not liking their storyline, especially from um, Halo onwards, uh, because I felt that it was like they weren't, focusing on the major problem, i.e. the fact that they're having a baby. It was more focused on things like Jenna wanting to get with Sav and, like, all, you know, other things that I thought were not important compared to the fact that you're going to have a child. And so what I liked about the storyline this week was that it was actually focused on the baby, finally, and we actually got to see what uh, Jenna is like as a mom and what Casey is like as a dad, and we got to see them struggle, um having a newborn baby in their house uh, and I think that, you're, you're right Bianca, the storyline was a bit predictable and it was more just like two new parents 
having no sleep because their baby's crying all the time uh, kind of thing, which is, of course, what most uh, new parents go through, whether you're a teenager or not. Um, but I liked it because I thought that it was more realistic and it more showed like what it's actually like to have a, a baby. And, um, you know, with Jenna, also with Jenna taking time off school, um, I'm not really happy that Jenna's taking time off school, but I think that, that makes sense and um, considering, especially since she really doesn't have anybody except for her brother. So she's kind of on her own, just stuck with this baby. And I, I felt really bad for Jenna a lot of the time, but I understood Casey's point of view as well. So that's what I thought. I like love the fact when they said that Jenna was taking off was not was not going to be in school anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she didn't be around very much. <laughs> so that she's not around, so that I don't see her. And then she shows up Maybe. first day of school. Oh, that's just cool. Oh, yeah. Like, why does she drag her baby to school to be like, oh, hey, I'm not at school. Make me feel bad. Like, yeah. Yeah, that part was weird. I'm not sure that many, like, teen mothers would bring their kids to school. But um, I guess they just wanted to establish the fact that she's not going to school anymore and they wanted to introduce the baby. I don't know. But <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, okay, I'm totally blanking right now. What are the other storylines this week? <laughs> Eclair. Um, Eclair. Oh, right, Claire. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I apologize <laughs> to the fans for that because I feel like I'm going to get like some major hate mail for momentarily forgetting about the Claire storyline. Because <laughs> it was a pretty big one. <laughs> I know. I, I have geez. no notes right now, so I'm just like making this stuff up by memory. <laughs> um, so that's, I'm gonna that's send why. You, I'm just... gonna send you some hate mail myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, what happened right. to our phrase of no <laughs> hate mail, please? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so Claire has a new love interest. His name is Jake, and he's played by Justin Kelly, and. Claire is a little um, not happy with the fact that Eli seems to just be fine after everything that happened. Um, so what do you guys uh, take on this storyline? And also, what do you think about Jake, the new character? Um, love Jake. I really do like him. I can't say that I'm an official cake shipper yet because um, I have invested some time and some, you know, love and eclair that I can't just jump ship yet. But um, I like Jake. I like his, um, I like his character so far. Um, I think he's interesting, even though he kind of has like this, like um, I don't even know what to call it. Like, uh, like he's not technically badass, but like he he has like um, he has an attitude. Yeah, like yeah, he definitely has like an attitude thing that I that I'm definitely intrigued by. Um, so I, I loved it. Two thumbs up. I thought the kiss is really cute, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that, like, Jake is, like, the typical, like, small-town high school kind of guy. Like, he reminds me of a lot of the guys I went to high school with, which was really weird because, like, it's not like they were my favorite people. Um, but, like, he, he really reminded me of people, like, who went to my high school. And, um, I mean, I was kind of unhappy with the way that they uh, dealt with, you know, Eli being so emotionless because I was talking to uh, Kylie, who is also um, a Degrassi fans um, blogger, and she said that 
she didn't really like the way that uh, Eli was kind of portrayed because it seemed like he was very, like, you know, emotionless and, like, pain pills and, like, things all, like, those kind of pills and stuff like that. Like, they shouldn't make you feel like that. And I think she, like, she was kind of disappointed and I kind of talked to her about it and definitely agreed with her um, that, like, you know, maybe they shouldn't have kind of had him in that light because it makes, you know, people kind of think, like, you know, if I'm on, you know all these antidepressants and all that kind of stuff that I'm just going to feel like, you know, emotionless and all of that kind of stuff. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Because, I mean, I'm not, like, really educated in that kind of stuff, but Kylie, who kind of is and is going to school or went to school for that, kind of talked to me and kind of, like, opened my eyes a little bit to that. Yeah, that's interesting because I also don't know very much about, um, like, antidepressant pills or anything like that. But um, my take on it was... I. To be honest, like, I think that Eli was acting that way on purpose because he knew that it would bother Claire. I'm not sure if I actually believe that he actually is emotionless or that he's actually not feeling anything. I think he was just trying to make it seem like everything was okay because he knew that Claire would get so upset by that. And um, I think he was being a little bit manipulating, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. If there's anything we know that, about Eli is that he is a, an extreme mindfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I that whole emotionless thing, I mean, regardless of what the meds do or actually do, I think he does have some, like, ulterior motives, if that's, you know, mm-hmm. um, if that seems logical. Um, because, yeah, I mean, he, I think he does know Claire in the sense that... Um, that she would get upset, you know, like you said, Aaron, that she would be very upset at the fact that if he, that if he just ignored her or just ignored the problem, that she would get, that she would get mad, and she did, um, and it probably backfired for him in a way that he wasn't expecting, and, and you know, in the terms of Jake, but, um, um, yeah, you know, Eli's been Eli's notorious for that, for trying to, um, for trying to do things that will make Claire think one thing, and you know kind of just manipulate her in that sense Mm -hmm, definitely um and if you kind of see the promos for um next week's episode you kind of see that eli kind of gets more emotional about claire and all that kind of stuff but one thing that i kind of thought was a little bit surprising was that claire felt so um like emotional about her breakup with uh, Eli when at the end of season 10 it was kind of like it was kind of a good thing that they were breaking up and you know like he needed to get the help and now it's kind of like I'm totally not over him and she's acting all crazy and stuff like that I kind of felt that was a little bit weird yeah at the season at the end of season 10 she kind of acted like it was a, a relief that it was over and like Eli was becoming this like great burden on her um and yeah, now uh, it was a, a bit different. And th- I mean, this episode was supposed to be what, like a, a week after the finale of season ten, or like maybe not even. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, you can never like understand timelines on the grassy, but um, my big problem with uh, Claire and Jake is that Jake to me seems very similar, like Claire's previous storylines with Eli and Casey. It seems like there seems to be like a pattern that every season they will, like, introduce some new, um, like, cute boy for Claire, who is kind of, like, a bit of a bad boy, a bit mysterious. You know, like, Casey, you know, we found out that he lived in a group home. Eli, we found out they uh, killed his girlfriend, but not really. Um, 
Uh, and now Jake, I mean, it doesn't seem like Jake has any kind of dark secret, but he is kind of like, you know, like he has that attitude, like you were saying, Bianca. And it just seems to me like, um, you know, I'm kind of wondering, does Claire need yet another boyfriend storyline? Like, does she need to have yet another um, new love interest introduced for her? You know, could they not give her a, a different storyline for once? It's a bit repetitive. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you, Erin. I feel like, you know, I feel like when you have, like, a character like Claire, who's really well-loved, you know, everybody generally likes her, um, it's easy for them to keep on throwing these cute guys at her and have, her, and have you know, storylines be, go that in that direction. But, like, I feel like, you know, when it always comes to that, you know, in, in types of shows like these, like, can't, can't that lead girl or that really well-liked girl just have a regular normal story that doesn't involve a guy you know um and then it just comes to the point where you think where you where you almost not grow to hate her but you just just being like you know how come this girl gets all the guys and then and then she turns into not being a liked character because you know she gets all these guys and you know she doesn't have normal problems she's always with a, you know she always has all these problems with boys you know so i definitely agree like i i wish that they would take her route in a different direction other than relationship problems yeah. even though we know that that's what degrassi's famous for i mean you know yeah. the relationships and things like that mm-hmm. but i mean she she can obviously have she obviously has you know one the acting chops and two the likability to have more than just that kind of storyline I think that the fans definitely, um, more than any other character, kind of uh, relate to Claire the most. So you're right, Bianca, that's probably why she um, keeps getting like these cute boy storylines, because um, we all kind of like to live through her and um, look at her, look up to her, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it gets to the point where she's just not very relatable anymore. That's how I, yeah. that's how I kind of am feeling right now. Even though she has her, you know, she has her adorable moments, like the beginning of Love Game when she's like looking in the mirror. That was like <laughs> one of my favorite so moments cute. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have a few more minutes. This podcast is going a little long, but that's okay. Um, so we might as well talk about the Anya and Owen storyline this week too, because of course that. And was the other one that I hate now. In corners. Yeah. <laughs> I think oh, we might yeah. have Help different me. opinions on this one. <laughs> okay, let, what should we talk about first? Okay. I think we don't, let's start. With, let's start with Connor first. Okay, I okay, feel like fine. the Anya Owen is going to be a really good conversation. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yes, um, Connor stealing people's underwear. Um, yes, hate it. No. Oh maybe. my god. Hate it. It was the. I didn't hate, I hate it. it. I hate it. <laughs> I really hated it. But it like, was just, Connor... it was funny and stupid, and, like, you could see this happening to some loser kid in high school, like. But, like, Connor, like, I wish they would get away from, like, the loser, the, you know, like, the loser storylines yeah. from him. Like, Connor has so much potential to, to like, have a really, really good storyline, mm-hmm. and the storyline they pick is him stealing panties, like, is, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I was watching it, literally laughing, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Well, like, oh but, my god. I heard I heard a spoiler that he was going to start, like, you know, stealing panties and everything like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're going to do this, like, for him? 
Uh, and then when I saw it, and I was just like, why can't they not, you know, just deal with something else with him? Like, I mean, he has Asperger's syndrome. You would think that they might want to kind of explore that a little bit more instead of him becoming obsessive of stealing a whole bunch of girls' panties. Like, I feel like it's just a filler, like, for Connor to be like, oh, we really don't know what to do with him, so let's just have him, like, you know, steal panties. And I felt like Wesley kind of wasn't, like... I feel like Wesley should have been like, you need to get help, instead of being like, why do you have all these panties? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but, like, if I was in Wesley's situation, I would have, like, walked him to Miss Sauvé's office <laughs> and been like, you need to return all those panties. There's never been a storyline that is so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that really was the intention, life? obviously. Like, it was supposed to be just, like, filler comedic relief storyline um, compared to, like, the murder and the sex and all that that was happening this week. But, um, I mean, they have gotten into Connor's Asperger's a little bit. Like, he is extremely socially awkward. And he doesn't understand, like, when something is inappropriate. He just kind of, like, does things or says things without thinking and doesn't, like, perceive how that will be, um, like, how other people will see that. And so I think uh, there were certain parts that I thought were really funny. Like, when he goes up to Fiona and, like, tries to flirt with her and just, like, fails miserably and, and things like that, I thought that, that was just, like, classic Connor. Um but yeah, I mean, I understand why you guys think that it was stupid and they just took it too far and it was just plain creepy, but I don't know, I just, I didn't really take it very seriously, so. Yeah, I feel I like they're going to keep personally. going with it. Yeah. I feel like they're going to keep going with it and I'm just not looking yeah, forward probably. to that at all. Yeah, me too. And it seems, I mean, okay, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 oh, no go ahead. I was going to say, and it seems like AJ's not really on set a lot, so I hope that they're not going to, like, end his storyline for the rest of the season of him being, like, the panty stealer. <laughs> like, oh, God, I hope not. He has more potential <laughs> than being a panty stealer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I, like, you know, I mean, we know Connor's not exactly the, the favorite or anything like that, but, like, I just feel like there could be so much potential for, like, a really good, serious storyline for him. And that's why, and I've been saying that, you know, since last year, too. And um, it's just really frustrating to see, you know, after, you know, all that preaching and all of that um, wishing that he gets probably one of the most ridiculous storyline, you know, in the past couple of years. But, I mean, you know, it was funny for what it was. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Bianca, I know that you are a big Anya and Owen fan, and me not so much. Um, I don't know how you feel about Anya and Owen, Ashley. Uh, um, but go ahead and say your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, so Bianca, um, what did you like about the Anya and Owen storyline this week? So, I, so I know, I know you guys, your feelings towards Owen is that yeah, he threw a gay kid in a dumpster and, you know, he, he's he's done some pretty bad things in the past, but I I just have a feeling that one, that they're definitely going to turn around his character um, even though if they haven't really exactly shown it yet, I think they will at some point. I'm having faith in that fact and, um, and they're starting it somewhat with this whole Anya storyline and 
I like I don't know what it is. I just think I don't know if it's the fact that they have like really, really good chemistry, or if it's the fact that you know that he's the cute guy, and I mean not the cute guy, but he's like you know the jerk, and Anya's you know the, the popular cute girl, and you know she's denying him at every second chance that she, that she gets, and then like and then on and then when they were, and then when they hooked up, you know, um, at um, uh, Anya's party. Um, I like got really excited. Like it was almost like uh, like I couldn't really explain as to why. It was just like like yay. I thought it was like a really good thing. Um, so you know, I I I so I am surprisingly really liking their relationship. I liked it even when they were kind of flirting it with it, flirting with it. You know, in past episodes. Um, and I really think like Owen's gonna have some redemption for the fact that he's been really you know, douchebaggy in the past. And this is the start of it. I think Owen's going to gonna have some redemption, too. But I don't think I'm going to believe it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of um, my problem with the storyline. I agree with you, Bianca. I think that they have great chemistry. Um, I really liked the storyline from Anya's point of view this week. I thought, actually, I thought it was one of the strongest Anya storylines that they've ever done, because um, I really understood what she was going through, and I really felt bad for her. Um, and I think I would like Anya and Owen if Owen was not named Owen, if he had a different name and was a different <laughs> character and was not connected to anything that's happened in the past. But I just, I can't get over what's happened in the past. And especially the fact that, um, you know, things like throwing Adam through a glass door and all that stuff, like, it's not like that happened like five years ago. You know, we're talking like right. a couple months ago. Like it was technically still the same school year, and um, uh, I made a, a joke on Tumblr that um, Anya might as well date the leader of the Florida Family Association because at least he has never attacked somebody for being gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was uh, taking a little too far, but uh, yeah, I just I can't accept Anya and Owen together. Um, in terms of like actually wanting them to end up together, it's just too weird to me. And until they actually show that Owen regrets what he did to Riley, Zane, and Adam, I just won't really like him as a character. Like just liking Anya, yeah, it's cute and all, but um, it doesn't mean that he has any remorse for anything that he did for the other characters. So. I'm just a little confused as to where they're going to take this storyline, and it, it just seems to me like they've kind of like created a new character for Daniel Kelly because they like Daniel Kelly and they want to give him the storyline other than just being the bully. That's my take on it. Anyways. What about you, Ashley? Well, I'm going to go back a little bit mm-hmm. to the uh, Anya and Dr. Chris storyline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, before I was, you know, very pro Anya and Dr. Chris, but at the end of their storyline, I'm kind of glad that they're broken up and everything like that, but what surprised me about their storyline was that uh, Dr. Chris kind of, you know, tells Anya that she wasn't as important to him as maybe he was portrayed in the beginning, which I thought was a little bit weird because, you know, he was so patient to be waiting for her to turn 18, and, you know, they were going to go out for dinner and everything like that, and then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, I'm going to Africa, and, like, you know, we don't know each other that well, but anyways, done and over with, and I'm kind of glad it's done and over with now, since I've apparently come to my senses or something like that, 
But I am so excited for Owen and Anya. I agree with you, Bianca. Um, I mean, Owen's not the greatest of guys, but I think that he's kind of like, you know, the typical, like, you know, guy in high school who, you know, does all these things just to, you know, make, like, what it's called. Like, he does it so he can look, you know, powerful and, you know, meaning. But I think that he really has a good heart, and I'm kind of excited um, and I also really liked on the storyline how, you know, Owen, I mean, Owen, Anya stood up for herself, um, because, I mean, at some point she has been a pushover, and I think, you know, um, when she told, um, Polly J and Fiona, you know, that she was the one who hooked up with, um, Owen, I was so proud of her, and I mean, it's not really something to be proud about, but I was kind of proud that, you know, she was able to say, you know what, I actually did something instead of, you know, being like, no, it actually really wasn't me. Like, she's ready to um, uh, accept her, you know, problems and stuff like that. And I also felt really bad for her that she got rejected from Toronto U University because that would really suck. And it seems like her world's kind of crumbling right now. But I also really loved the shot of Owen and Anya at the end of the episode. I, what's it called? I can't remember. Anyways, I really loved that shot too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where they, like, both, like, <laughs> lay on the bed. I really love that shot. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was good to see yeah. Anya stand up for herself. And um, also, especially with Holly J and Fiona, because, you know, I don't think that Anya or any girl, for that matter, should be, like, ashamed or um, or should be made to feel bad for um, making a mistake like that. Because, I mean, I think that Anya at least at first, perceived it to be a mistake. Um, so I did enjoy that. I just, I will never get over what Owen has done in the past. And just is guilty of some very serious crimes in my, in my eyes, at least. <laughs> I'm sure this debate will not be over, because obviously the Anya and Owen storyline, it looks like it's going to continue for the rest of the summer season, at least. So we'll probably have lots more to talk about in terms of this. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I love them together. They're so cute. What are the, All right, I like that note. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's it for another episode of Degrassi Talks. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, because I, I didn't prepare at all. We just kind of were like, all right, let's record and let's talk about our thoughts on the first week of episodes, and hopefully it sounds halfway decent. I'm not sure if it does, but... You guys can let us know if it doesn't. Um, send us an email, DegrassiTalks at gmail.com, or you can tweet any one of us, or you can tweet our Degrassi Talks Twitter, which is at Degrassi Talks. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back next week to discuss week two of Now or Never. <laughs> All right, so I'll talk to you guys next week then. All right. All righty. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>